Welcome to Ear Full of Dirt, bringing you the latest Major League Rugby news, views, and abuse. Now here are your hosts, Aaron, Dan, and Victor. And we're live. How's it going, everyone? Uh, let's just get into the rundown and talk some stuff. All right. Uh, tonight, we're going to hit up the uh, America's Pacific Challenge, uh, USA Selects versus Samoa A. Uh, that uh, 30 minutes of that match is on the World Rugby Facebook in Spanish. And I have to say, I love rugby matches in Spanish. Um, Old Blue, we're going to talk Old Blue Merlins versus Old Blue New York. Life versus Nyack. I didn't see the match, but the scoreline uh, is there. Life University's varsity side is playing in the Americas Rugby American Rugby Premiership. Then we're going to talk front office stuff with strikers. Austin and Nola have made a bunch of signings in the last week. And there was a, uh, a partnership announced by the Seattle Seawolves. And then, you know, all of your abuse and questions from Bob. So, first match is, if you haven't had a chance, was America's Pacific Challenge, USA Selects versus Samoa A. Final scoreline, 24 to 48. Has anyone else had a chance to check that out? Yes. Is that an open-ended question, or is that just a, a yes or no question? Um, yes, I, I have. I wasn't both, able to watch it. Both. It can go either way, you know? That's not a directed question, of course. But, um, yeah, what did you see, man? Um, it was definitely a fun match to watch. I happened to watch it right after watching a, a premiership match. So the um, the quality and play just completely switched. It was just kind of weird watching one and one watching the one right after. Um, obviously, they lost um, – it is all developmental, so the wins and losses don't really matter too much, but it would have been nice to see a um, better scoreline. Uh, sloppy play, but you know, overall some encouraging things too, um, especially at the end of the first half and then a bit more near the end of the second half. Um, I was really looking for Sam Wuching. I really wanted to see him play since I haven't seen him play yet, and I couldn't find him anywhere because I didn't realize he actually shaved off his – yeah, he shaved off his man bun. So I I was really lost. They kept saying his name over and over again. I was like, where is he? I'm yeah. Him. It he was, was I mean, I watched the the national anthem part and I was like, wait, 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 that's him? Yeah. I couldn't tell. He was also a bit tanner too. So it was like those two things together really threw me off. Um, but overall it was good to watch. I mean, Samoa's always kind of had our number for everything, really. So it is what it is. Anyone else you, get there, Corey? I caught the first few minutes of the match. Um, then I had uh, other things going on. But, you know, I once again, you know, like Dan said, this is developmental, so that's part of it. Um, these guys don't have much time to really gel as a team, and I think it's even worse uh, when you're at this level as opposed to – uh, the uh, like the the elite level of the national team because uh, you have guys coming in that may be fresh off the club circuit and don't necessarily have that uh, professional level experience. So I think uh, that's one place where MLR can 
really aid in uh, the development of these players is that the, that will get them some exposure in a more elite level uh, style of play and uh, to crowds and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe give them a chance to really start developing earlier rather than just when they get to the uh, national side. So that's my only thought. Um, otherwise, you know, it was, there's some good stuff and there was some fun stuff to watch, but, but I uh, only caught a little bit of it. So truthfully, I can't go too in depth as far as what went well and what didn't. So, so I watched the game on the world rugby Facebook page today. Um, only the first 30 minutes, of course, because something went wrong with their rebroadcast. But, uh, I mean, I was in a discussion like yesterday about, you know, quality of players, quality of coaching and whatnot. And, you know, before seeing the match, I was like, you know, just going one for one because, you know, Samoa, Fiji, Tonga, they basically they just they just have athletes everywhere. That's a fact. But um, I thought physically we matched up pretty well, uh, decently in the scrum. Uh, Joaquin Montez, the ref, did not have control and really was unable to facilitate the match. Uh, Samoa had a headlock on one of her guys uh, in like minute two. Uh, in the second half, Henkel Hamishais was given a red card uh, because the assistant ref did not um, like see that he was in a headlock and trying to get out. Um, the that red card has since been rescinded because a the player Hanko had shown contrition in front of the siding, the tournament siding board, and also the film confirmed that he did not punch, was open handed pushing the other guy's head off. So there's that. Um, considering did you actually, the did you actually see the uh, the video because I couldn't I couldn't find it anywhere. I I mean it's it was in the second half. So I don't know. Um, and only the, you know, the first 30 minutes were available in the match. And um, I know that they apparently only saw the, uh, I guess, the attempt at extricating oneself from the situation and not, you know, the headlock. And as we previously discussed last week uh, with the, uh, the Robert Paler situation, I have no issues with any player trying to get themselves out of a similar situation because that's just dangerous and wrong. However, the, uh, the officials for the match were not cited and the other player was not cited by the siding commission for the tournament. But um, I thought we matched up pretty well. We played decent, uh, good level, I would say high level club rugby ball. And, you know, so I really want to see where Scott Lawrence is. I don't based on just, you know, him working with for Oracle and uh, you know, at a high level, I don't think he's going to be the uh, ARC coach and he might be involved, but you know, the issue you run into is what happens if he gets deep into a project that commits you for like two and a half months of prep to the national team. So that's pretty hard to do. Um, the difference between us and the rest of these A-sides, I think Canada is more similar, but their A-side has been together longer than ours. Ours formed in Miami on Monday. So they were only able to practice together 
for four days before they had to fly to Montevideo. And, you know, Samoa A, Samoa is, you know, not that large ge- geographically. Same with Tonga. I mean, Tonga has a bunch of Tonga and Samoa are island nations and there's multiple islands. However, you know, their programs are a little bit more centralized than ours. I know that uh, Uruguay's is very centralized compared to ours. You know, most of the national team plays in clubs in Montevideo. And then obviously Argentina 15s um, are pretty good. Now, you guys also had the opportunity to watch the uh, Merlin's Old Blue uh, match, I believe, this weekend. And uh, didn't you guys actually uh, do a uh, match companion for that, go live for a little while? So uh, myself and Victor were on for a little bit together, but I was on pretty much solo a lot. So I guess I got I got to practice my match commentating, and I thought I did okay. Uh, Victor told me I did perfect in an email, so I'm going to take that laurel and put it on the head. But, uh, you know, I, I re- you really saw the depth of the Glendale pro- program versus, you know, one of the top clubs in the United States, which is Old Blue New York. Uh, their, like, first side scrum was either injured or called up for the Eagles Selects Challenge. Uh both uh, Old Blue and Glendale were missing capped players from the from the roster, and even like the some of the numbers didn't match because the roster I got showed James Bird as twenty two, but he was actually wearing twenty one, and then uh, Tony Perper started at tight head, but was wearing number twenty three. So I was like, what What's going on? Um, but you saw talent on both sides, but. Man, it, 41 points, it shows you what's going on. And I know some people are like, well, Glendale pays these players and they've had them together and they paid players last year. Yes. But they're still not practicing like, you know, a professional side like the strikers are putting in about 20 to 25 hours a week. They're practicing about 15 hours a week, which is still more than any the amateur club. club in the, yeah, still more than Old Blue, still more than – so, Victor, what do you think, man? Well, I thought that, well, first of all, guys, good evening. Uh, welcome to Your Full of Dirt. Uh, what I thought was like, the fact that, I'm, I'm sorry, Aaron, that I couldn't be on the Mesh Companion often. I'm surprised you didn't mention why. But then was that I, I had a party. You were chopping on. carrots. And That's I was awesome. chopping, and I was not only chopping, I was grating carrots on top of that. Wasn't there so, a vacuuming was, going on at one point, too? It sounded very domestic. I don't remember how, no, that was not vacuuming. Yeah, you, you said you, you said you were, I'm, I'm vacuuming right now for a party in an email. Oh, yes, but you guys didn't heard that because I wasn't doing it with the Mesh Companion. That would be really rude. <laughs> but I was, <laughs> you mind that? Like no, that. No, I'm not that rude. No, no, no. But there was definitely some um, grading of, of carrots and going on. By the way, the party went great. Everyone left it, so that was really fun. But yeah, I just got snippets of the of the game actually i'll be honest with you guys this week went by and it's now monday and i haven't really watched uh, much rugby because i've been really tired with that with the party and a couple of other things so it's been all over the place that's the reason why i haven't watched this usa samoa game and the snippets of this one that we have with old blue and glendale raptors i mean excuse me glendale merlins excuse me merlins um 
But nonetheless, of, of what I saw when I was paying attention, because again, I was I was having a party, it was really great. I actually had one of my um, uh, one of my guests come in, and he saw because uh, I have my my laptop, the one that you're seeing right now, and I had the game on, and he came in and and looked at it, and said, "Oh, is that rugby?" And I said, "Yeah, it is. Is that a premiership?" And I just turned around and said, "No, that's a New York. That's a New York team playing a team from Glendale, Colorado." So, oh. That's nice, but he just like threw me for a loop that he knew what the premiership was, and then <laughs> it, 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 then I asked, "Wait a minute," because I, I, I forgot his name, and um, I said, "Wait a minute, dude, how do you know that?" So, oh no, because I just caught it on NBC once. So again, I'm glad that it, NBC showing up the games gets people randomly watching. So that's really cool. Again, Absolutely. they just need to put a couple more games. So it's great. It really threw me off the fact that he's a premiership. And said, so, wow, how do you know the premiership? Because you don't look like someone that actually follows This is what they want. They want people to just stumble yes. upon this. Exactly. Yes, it was great. <laughs> now, imagine dad, and we're talking about an adult. Now, imagine dad with a kid. And then the kid looks at it and says, oh, my God, it's so great. That's why we're not. So that's great. It's really good. But, yeah, guys, that scoreline was ridiculous, 76 to 35. You know, credit to All Blue, they did way better than Mystic River, so I give them that much. But besides that, that was a blowout victory. Yeah, that's why I didn't watch the, the match because I heard the score. I was like, I don't really have interest in watching this. Glendale's just on a whole new level, basically, with their organization. I, I saw on Facebook there was a post, and it was about their their U20 squad. It was just, just hearing, um, I think it was Dallin Stanford or whatever his name is, um, interview the head coach. Like, it's just kind of incredible having that academy system. And those are also most likely potential future Eagles, too. So it's great seeing what they're doing here. And this is just one team before MLR even starts. The goal is for every single team to have their own academy, at least some sort of like U20 system. So if we can have 15, 20 players playing together nonstop consistently, I mean, hell, that's... That's basically our, our national team's development system right there. It's better than it right now. Yeah, for sure. And so getting into the final score that we'll talk about tonight, I haven't seen this match. I know that our friends at Red, White, and Black Eye are not having a pod, so I wonder if any of them saw this. Uh, so Life University's varsity, varsity side, so their first side, uh, beat Nyack. 34 to 31 in the American rugby premiership. Um, like I said, I haven't seen it, but if this doesn't make them the number one contender for the D1A title, I don't know what else would. Um, we'll see really how far ahead they are when they play Glendale next week. <laughs> yeah, so, luck, yeah, good luck to you guys. Um, Anything, guys, on that one? Or do I offload to Dan for a front office signing? Yeah, sexy front office signing. Um, offload to me, then. It looks like the the strikers hired Trey Preston as the director of operations for their team. Um, this, well, I don't think this is even an official announcement. I just was just scrolling through Twitter, and I saw a couple players saying, like, congratulations to this guy, and I clicked on it, and, and he said, like, thank you, Strikers, for having me on as the director of operations. Um, I don't exactly know what the director of operations does, but it seems like it's more behind-the-scenes kind of guy, um, just helping build the team together. He apparently coached basketball at his alma, alma mater 
um, and was an assistant at University of Houston in the mid 2000s. Um, I don't know much about that. I think that was Aaron who posted that little tidbit. I kind of just took the news and said, great, but I think you dug a lot yeah. deeper into, into this guy. I was, I was able to find some stuff and just glance at it. But I mean, um, he, he owns his own company. Uh, does like young athlete development and his last job was working with in operations and athletic recruitment with athlete training and health. Um, athlete training and health is a big, uh, strength and conditioning facility that works with young athletes and, you know, it's sort of like, uh, sort of similar to X, the Exos facilities that are nationwide, but they have two of these massive, uh, sports physical conditioning places in Houston, one in North and one in South Houston. And so he just spent time there and, you know, he's now working for the strikers. So, And I think Victor to you, man. Yeah. So we got some player signings. I'm not Victor, but uh, I'll go ahead and queue him up. Uh, it looks like, uh, yeah, the floodgates are starting to open and we got news out of NOLA and uh, Austin Elite. So, uh, Victor, what, what are you hearing, man? Well, guys, apparently NOLA Gold signed someone else. Uh, again, I like the stream of signings finally from them after months of uh, being quiet. So they got a guy named, and hopefully he's not listening to this because who knows, I'm probably going to mess up his name, Pesalini Nakama. I want to say Paseli Rinakama. Hopefully, it's, it's phonetic, like in Spanish. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a former Metropolis player. And also, he used to play for the Glendale Raptors. So he assigned with Noel Gold. He plays fly half, but I think he plays another position. I'm not completely sure. But I know him as a fly half. Uh, also, guys, signed today by Nola. I'm telling you, on the road. Um, we had the famous Matt Houston. Uh, center, occasional flanker. Uh, from uh, he's from uh, North Carolina for Charlotte specifically. Uh, also played uh, for the USA Southern Panthers and used to be also in the in the Ohio Aviators. Someone forgot to mention also Simonola. I know. Uh, speaking of the guys from uh, Red uh, uh, Red White and Black Eye, I'm sure Mr. Preston is quite. Happy, he's a big fan of his, and apparently the two of them played at one time together. Uh, also, we got uh, Bobby Jones that has also signed with Nola. Um, telling you, just like who is also center, by the way. Telling you, Nola, like on the roll, three guys, boom, boom, back to back. So let me offload that to Aaron. I, I mean, I wasn't surprised by Bobby Jones. He and Kim Falcon were lifting Atlas stones, and it was posted on their face on Nola's Facebook page. So. Um, yeah, good signing. Already knew about it. <laughs> but uh, let's go to Austin Elite. They sign Zinzan Alan Puddock. He's South African. Um, he moved to Dalhart, Texas when he was, uh, you know, um, he was 16 years old from South Africa. He's played with some other U20s players from, uh, you know, when he was in South Africa. And they were, and then they moved here soon, earlier than he did and played for the junior all Americans. But uh, Dalhart, Texas, if you've ever been there, it, there's this big cowboy with two six guns standing. I think it's like 30 feet tall. It's 
not really that awesome of a place, but he picked up football uh, and he was recruited to play at West Texas A&M, spent a year there and decided to transfer, went to Arkansas State. He was a standout on their back-to-back CRC Sevens championships in 2012 and 2013, was a junior All-American and All-American honoree in 2012, 13, and 16, and was also an honorable mention for 15s in 2016. 2013, he played for the Woodlands Exiles in their run during the club Sevens National Championship Tournament and also appeared in the same year for the All-American Sevens at Rugby Town. Uh, he was on the Huns D1 National Championship team, and of course keeping those guys together is going to be a priority for Austin Elite Rugby. And then another guy who is currently still at Arkansas State is – I'm going to mess this up, I know. Sione Fungawea, or is it Fungaiuia? I don't know. But uh, he's a center. He's coming off a, a knee injury. Uh, he will graduate in December from Arkansas State with a computer degree in computer science. He was a first-team All-American 7th selection and an All-American honorable mention for 15s. He's from Canberra. He's played both league and union and started playing when he was 10. His previous union clubs in Australia were, were Tuggernong and West Houston Lions. Dan, you have this awesome question that I think I might be able to answer. I do. Okay. Um, my question is, will Todd Clever make an appearance with the Austin Elite Rugby? Is it a formal signing or not? So, as we all know, he's in the ownership group of Austin Elite Rugby. And on their social media platforms, uh, Austin had stated he had retired from professional play. But if you were watching Flow Rugby uh, covering the Austin's Captain's Club event at the Irish Consulate, Todd had stated uh, he had not made his decision yet, but the time was fast approaching to make that transition. But he's been enjoying playing 10s for fun down in uh, South Africa uh, and also at Aspen. So, I think he'll come back at one point, like a celeb, celeb appearance just for one match every so often. I mean, Chris Wiles retires from national. Why can't and he's still playing professionally? Why can't Todd Clever? I mean, he's in shape, so yeah, he's really in shape. I think he's still good to well, go. And I think from a fan perspective, uh, it's really appealing thinking about having him, you know, basically endorsing uh, this league and uh, putting his stamp of approval on it. I mean, obviously he is. He's invested. He's an owner, so he's already there. But I'd love to see him suit up. Uh, and get out on the pitch for a little bit. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, maybe first match of the season or something. Just uh, yeah, just uh, run a few plays and call it good. Have him come out with the American flag too. That's what I want to see. Yep, absolutely. And the okay, shield. guys. So we in the <laughs> full. We're going full Captain America on him. So we got some news out of uh, Seattle. Uh, as well. Uh, it sounds like uh, the Seawolves have uh, formed a new partnership with the uh, Seattle University. And uh, they're developing, this is related to uh, Seattle University's Masters of Sports Administration and Leadership. And so it's kind of a uh, pathway for students from that school to get involved uh, in a professional sports uh, team to 
put into practice some of the stuff that they are learning in the classrooms? I mean, obviously, administration and leadership implies that that's going to be a lot of uh, back office stuff. And uh, so that could be a really good thing, you know, and I think um, I, I'm not sure if this is something that's been mandated by MLR or if it's just something that I've seen a few teams do and others think it's a good idea. But anytime you can uh, get other organizations, other uh, outfits involved in, in your club and in your uh, in your league, I think it's a good thing. And I think that's once again, one thing that MLR has done an outstanding job at, as opposed to, you know, like pro, it is all about the community. It's all about um, bringing folks in from different, different places. And that's, to me, that's very appealing and very exciting. Um, And so I look forward to seeing what other teams are going to do kind of in that realm as well. Yeah, um, we sort of saw this with Dallas when they were still a go, but uh, we really don't know the full extent of this, but anything that provides labor via internships <laughs> uh, to Seattle and, you know, pro- providing professional experience in this also provide, you know, a case study of a brand new sports organization coming in and trying to do something world class. I think that will be helpful um, but Dan, you have a, a few more observations than I do. Yeah. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. It is free labor, which is very important for a new team, but, but more realistically, um, it is nice to see another program from a school get involved. I think this is the only NBA program. I might be completely wrong about that, but I think the others were more like sports science related, but this is more like sports administration related. Um, so, you know, every team really should be doing this. Uh, first it is like Corey said, it's free press in a new outlet. Um, many of these people may have never heard of rugby before. So it's another way to, to help promote rugby that way, or at least MLR. Um, and it's a great way to get these students involved who are, or, or, you know, based locally. Um, they get to work for a professional team. It may not be as big as a team like the Seawolves or, um, or the Sounders, I think those are the only two, unless the Supersonics come back to Seattle. Um, so definitely not as big as those, and people may want to work with them because of the name recognition, but this could really offer a more, I guess, intimate setting for these interns to really work with, since it's a much smaller organization. You can work directly with a lot of the owners and everything like that. So um, I think that really provides an amazing uh, opportunity for them to to get involved with something on, on the, uh, as it's growing. And Victor, I'm going to offload this to you. I know we talked about this last week, so let me make sure to tell you. Here you go. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. It makes it a lot easier. So I'm expecting these types of relationships from all MLR teams. Creating relationships with colleges and universities to help their curriculum, as well as helping their rugby players, if the institution has a rugby team, getting them into professionalism. So what better way of combining the, again, the academic with, with the sport? I, I think that, I think that's great. And that's, and you already get, you already get things started not only again with the, the, I guess you could say the free promotion of the, of the team, but also getting those, uh, those new, new college students into a sporting setup 
you get them going, you grab them, and if they're really good, you keep them. And for example, if they're players and they come in into the setup like that, but they don't make it from the, uh, let's say from the backstage side, but they make it rather on the front stage, rather on the field. Again, it's a win-win situation, so I love it. So let me unflop that back to Dan or Corey. Well, all I was going to say is, uh, once again, that's anytime we can bring the community in and get them more involved, let's do it. Uh, It's going to bring in fans. So, guys, I think it's time for some uh, news. Dan, you've got uh, you've got first up this time around. Yeah. So the MLR has a new website up. Um, It's looking a lot nicer than the old one. Did not um, see this coming up really anywhere. Um, but there's also on the team page one more spot that's held on a, to be announced, um, which we assume would be the San Diego team, which has been, I guess, announced by other sources, not by the MLR. Um, however, it also doesn't have Kansas City or Dallas as we expected, but um, while it's not a complete confirmation that they will not be joining, at least for the first season, um, the fact that they're the only two not on the website kind of does confirm that. Um, also good to see that they actually posted it on Facebook, just saying that there's a new page. And I think they actually advertise or whatever that is. And they, and they got a lot of responses. I think like 1700 likes on there. Um, and a lot of people commenting that clearly have never heard of the, the league before. So I hope that is at least the, the first start into actual advertising of the league rather than just sort of, posting on Twitter that there's going to be some games coming up or something like that. I don't know, but that was really, really good to see that too. Yeah. One of the other interesting things that came out of that um, was we were discussing the new page on our subreddit and uh, one of the, one of our contributors actually mentioned that uh, I want to say it was Utah, I think had the wrong, name listed on the website i think it just said uh utah rugby club or something like that and uh so somebody pointed that out and we actually had uh somebody else off of our sub say oh thanks for the good catch or the good edit and uh, a few minutes later that was changed so i think we've got uh mlr probably uh watching the sub as well so and just once again as a plug yep yeah we got a spy that's over at let me pitch the address reddit.com slash r slash ml rugby so come join us over there well i mean it's crowdsourced reporting on the public record and i mean we we sort of cleaned up our stuff um because we like to use multiple sources now that we are in the media however we're not it's there's no password it's not some like dark web or anything so feel free to spy however however i do know Several MLR executives do pay attention and do post from time to time. So at least well, at least two I know are paying attention. So I would say there's more um, going on. Um, if you – yeah, looks players too. Yeah, players, yeah. There's like at least two players that I know for a fact are are posting actively from time to time. Um, but it shout looks out like- to shout out to Rugger Rob, Rugger Rob. What up, man? Don't actually shout though. That hurt my ears. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it looks like someone said, "Hey, it looks like the MLS site." And I was like, "Yeah, it does." Um, 
and then so do some of the other MLR team pages as well. Um, but if, like I said, if homie's a league plant, just just say who you are. We don't. I mean, it's not a big deal. We're not going to slander you. Nah, we're happy to have you guys on there. We love MLR. That's why we're doing this. So feel free to comment and like and do anything else you want. Or tell us we're wrong. We like that too. So I like I like corrections. Absolutely, and we'll put them on air. So, what else you got, uh, Victor? I think you got something for us today, don't you? Yes, I do. Now, speaking of the the MLR website, um, I do like the update to to the website. I have to say, and I'm expecting that the unannounced San Diego team. It's going to take that spot, and I'm not losing hope on Dallas. I really do hope Dallas comes, but um, but as far as I'm concerned, again, uh, who knows? Maybe may we come, maybe not. But hopefully, we're gonna get that San Diego team finally on that a consume side of the team stab. And um, yeah, it's pretty much that. I mean, I'll love that back to Aaron. So. The Constellation Field Strikers matches ticket prices were announced. You had anything from $15 all the way up to $75 per match for a suite. And overall, like on the aggregate, I think the majority of the tickets are decently priced. You know, a good seat's $25. Uh, The issue I had really was with the luxury suite price in year one. However, I'm pretty sure they had no control over the ticket prices at Constellation Field. Yeah, what do you now that's a that's a baseball field uh, being converted for rugby, right? That yeah. is correct. It's a it's a minor league baseball field, so it's it's not too huge. But I think it might be similar to like Round Rock or whatever that that stadium was where the Eagles played last year. Or Dell yeah. Diamond, I'm sorry. I don't know what the names are. Yeah, Dell Diamond and Round Rock. Yeah. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it should be similar to that if anyone's actually seen that. Um, part of the field would be kind of awkward, but um, there's really, at least at this stage, there's nowhere else to be that can actually fit a rugby match. And it's also it's a preseason match, so I'm not going to really get on them for a preseason match not being in the best stadium, especially when I'm in New York and I can't actually – go to the stadium to watch it. So I'd be complaining about a lot of nothing. Um, but here's hoping that those prices aren't too high. I'm, I'm hoping that they're a bit hopeful um, that they will get a decent sized crowd, you know, based on the setup they have. Um, and, you know, really looking forward to and, and hoping that this isn't sort of like, I guess the, the phrase is like sad high school football setup, um, which I think um, a lot of teams may may have at least clubs club wise they're like five fans scattered throughout the entire audience um but i'd really like to see a lot of word get out there locally with clubs with i don't know football teams anything really just to to get people involved just to get butts and seats really i think that's ultimately the the biggest thing that the strikers are hoping for yeah and i know um working with uh, our local, our minor league baseball team on advertising and stuff here in my hometown. Uh, that stuff's pretty set in stone by the management and ownership of the uh, field. So it's very possible, like uh, Aaron said, they don't actually have control over those ticket prices. Uh, it could also be that the ticket prices are, in fact, more, and Houston is, uh, you know, pr- subsidizing those those prices a little bit. 
Uh, my hope would be that they would actually um, have some ticket giveaways, maybe reach out to some of the local clubs, um, you know, and have a good chunk of those seats taken, you know, guaranteed to be taken so it looks good on uh, on film or if they stream it or whatever they're going to do. And, uh, you know, I think that's another issue. we got to hope that this they're going to be able to post these so we'll be able to see them somewhere. That'd be fantastic. I know I'm I'm eager to see uh, the Strikers, and I know I'm not going to be able to make it down to Texas anytime soon. So fingers crossed for some streaming options. Okay, I guess I'll jump on that one. So I also like the prices, guys. Although I don't know how it is for the people that are paying the like in like all the way in the back, like the luxury area, because I guess it looks kind of weird from up there watching a rugby game. But who knows? It may work. Um, and also keep in mind that they're putting a rugby field inside of a baseball place, so it was going to look awkward regardless. Now I, I guess probably the exception will be when they have the um, the Rugby World Cup sevens coming up in San Francisco. They're going to have that in AT and T Park where the San Francisco Giants play. But of course, we're talking about a minor league field in comparison to one from Major League Baseball, which is a lot bigger. So that one can definitely fit a rugby field. And I guess it's not going to look as awkward as in this one for Constellation Field or Dell Diamond. Although Dell Diamond worked anyway. So, but I guess Dell Diamond might be a little bigger in comparison. I'm not really sure of the specific dimensions of both fields. But yeah, we'll see how that works. So field-wise... Just an addendum. Um, Field-wise, uh, it's big enough to hold a pitch. The issue is that no high school football field in Houston uh, met the width specifications, which is 70 meters wide, is the required width for world rugby. So that's why they're playing you know, at Constellation Field. And again, their facility should be ready for the first match in April. But... Hmm. Dan, ball is yours. Ball is mine. Yeah, so I think moving on from the field and everything like that, um, it, Austin Elite Rugby are having their combines this weekend. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. I haven't seen as much announced so far as um, we have heard from Houston. Um, so we are past the deadline to register for the combines, but it'd be really interesting to see what comes out of it. Um, I'm expecting at least over the next couple of weeks some player announcements since we already have three so far, which um, I think only two are actually from the Austin Huns organization. I think that Sione um, is not, has never been involved with them, though I could just be making that up off the top of my head. Um, That's correct. Yeah. Uh, I think verified. he also played with the Blacks during the summer, one of the summers, okay. but he has not played with the Huns. Somewhat familiar with him then. Um, so, we're looking forward to seeing a lot of bigger announcements coming out of Austin. Um, we may actually have to have Grant Cole back on from This Is Texas Rugby, our favorite Texan. Um, Aaron, are, Aaron, are you actually from Texas? I can't remember. No. I So no. I was stationed at Fort Bliss for three years, and I played in the Rio Grande Rugby Union and not – Texas Rugby Union. Oh, okay. So, so he is actually confirmed to be our favorite Texan. Um, so we may have to have him back on, but you should definitely check him out if you do want to see some news over the next couple of weeks. This is Texas Rugby. He's very active on Facebook. Um, he's also active on our Reddit page too. Um, he seems to be a fan that we get uh, from time to time. 
Um, so yeah, that's all I have on on Austin though. But um, Aaron, you're actually you're headed down to Austin. Soon, so right? I'm taking a trip in two weeks uh, for Baylor homecoming weekend, and we're taking a long trip just because of well, we didn't really take a vacation this summer. Um, my girlfriend is a uh, oh. This just in from the GM, Thierry Dupont. The combine is full, so you can no longer register. Hey, all right. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations to Austin on that. I didn't actually uh, see that text, so as far as I'm concerned, you just, you just held up your phone and said, yeah, that's it. I got a text from him. Ooh. Yep. Got more news um, on there, or is that it? So yeah, so I'm going back down to Austin for uh, my girlfriend's parents live in route, live in you know the Austin area. So I'll be there for Baylor homecoming weekend, but I have some days where I need to get out of the house. So I will be doing a site survey with Austin Elite Rugby and developing some content for the show with the general manager Thierry Dupont. Uh, sadly, well, not sadly. Uh, the head coach is unavailable because he's uh, touring North America and it, he's not in hmm. town. So we'll get everything set up so we can get Alan Kiarde on uh, a line out coming up. And then I'll also be going down to Houston and meeting up with Grant as well during that period. So it's going to be a fun trip. Touring North America sounds kind of interesting. I don't know if that's coincidental or involves with rugby or if he just wants to visit the country that he's going to be working in, but that that just sounds kind of nice right there. (laughs) Aaron, be sure to log into uh, Instagram and share a bunch of photos from down there, will you? Definitely. So I don't know about any of you guys, but I got an email from uh, the rugby channel this week uh, telling us that uh, the inevitable price hike is coming since they are the Netflix of rugby in this country, apparently. <laughs> but uh, they are uh, moving uh, their prices up. They're currently at four ninety nine. They have been since the launch of the channel, uh, four ninety nine a month, and they're moving to seven ninety nine a month, effective uh, five days from now or six days from now, October fifteenth. So. Uh, if you are a subscriber currently, they're offering you a year at fifty dollars, forty nine ninety nine, uh, to lock in that cheaper price. Um, so, if that's something you're interested in, uh, I'm not sure if it's open to everybody or just current subscribers, but uh, jump on there and uh, subscribe if uh, that's something that you want to support and want to be a part of. So, I know I I've been subscribing since uh, since it launched. Uh, with the price change, I'm going to have to consider that. I mean, it's still it's not a lot of money, uh, and they do provide us some content that I can't get other places. So it's something I'm considering. Uh, I'll just have to make that decision as I get closer to uh, October or mid-October here. So, uh, Aaron, I, I know you've been rather outspoken about uh, the Rugby Channel in the past. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't like the model because – you know, it puts the Eagles behind the paywall and that's the, the, that's your marquee product. And well, uh, if you don't get that, you know, in front of people, you're not going to grow the awareness of the game and say, Hey, Oh, we have a national team. People, 
really don't really know we have a national team. And, you know, I, I think the model's been dying because I saw the USAR financials and it looked like there were only 3,000 subscribers last year. Um, I was told that there were like 5,000 subscribers for last year, but that is incorrect based on, you know, the money that came in. Um, I haven't been a subscriber in a while because the server often fails and you end up with technical difficulties. And then the same thing with the free content is the same when they were broadcasting club sevens live. Uh, but Hey, NBC sports gold, six nations on the rugby pass. So the $60 one, which puts you at $5 a month for NBC. Now that I can get behind. Yeah. Um, I kind of have to jump on that too. I'm, I was really excited to see that see the news come from NBC that they're going to have the six nations because right now the only, at least before that news launched, the only option I had to watch the six nations was to go to a bar at around 10 or 11 in the morning. And there's usually only very specific bars I could go to that would actually have it and then pay $20 cover to go in to watch the match, um, which is obviously a huge pain. Um, Yeah. Everyone, they made it seem like that was, not the bar's choice like they just had to pay that money um but it was yeah, like 20 bucks just to watch the match that's i mean the, the, they were still full because there's obviously a good amount of expats here but it was just really annoying to have to to pay that and now i already have gold anyway so i don't have to pay anything i can sit here in my underwear basically watching it i can't do that at the bar they kick you out for that um so I'm I'm really happy about that. Um, as far as the the rugby channel, um, yeah, it kind of sucks that the price is going up. It's only it's not that much. I I kind of have to get it if I want to watch the Eagles, unless there's another way to watch it. I actually have no idea. Um, but I didn't know about those numbers either. The three thousand. Um, it's really not that many people who are paying to watch this. And those three thousand, like out of those three thousand, I mean, I can't think any of them would be fans who are completely new and just want to watch rugby. Those are almost definitely currently rugby players or fans who just happen to want to continue to watch rugby or want to watch the Pro Fourteen because that's also streamed on there. But I agree, it's it's really not a good model. Um, I don't like that you even have to put your password in every single time you log in. It just seems really old, dated. It doesn't seem very good at all, so I'm not a big fan of that. Um, Victor, how about you? What do you think? Offload well, here. Thank you. Well, I was not aware of the of the price hike until now, so thank you for the heads up, guys. And I did get the email, actually, but it went to my spam section, so didn't saw it. But in any case, now I know. It was happening with that. So I, I've been subscribed to, to the channel since the beginning uh, because I sort of feel that I want to sort of want to help out U.S. rugby that way. Uh, but eh, 3,000 people. I'm, I'm only one of 3,000. That's horrible. That's barely any money coming in. But eh, I guess it's something if you, if you want to be positive about it. But, um, but yeah, guys, this thing with NBC now grabbing the Six Nations really glad now if you really think about it uh, rugby here in the u.s is now controlled between three uh, services so you got the rugby channel nbc sports gold and espn so espn holds the rugby championship 
the Mitre 10 Cup in New Zealand, and they have the top 14. I don't know what happened with those two. They're not showing any anything. The Mitre 10, apparently, they're going to start putting up the games from semifinals onwards. Top 14, I don't know, maybe next year when they go to semifinals as well. Uh, they also own the rugby, uh, the European Challenge Cup and Champions Cup as well. So, so yeah, so again, between those three entities. But uh, hopefully, as the rugby channel sort of phases out, if it does, eventually NBC and ESPN will grab that. Hopefully NBC, because NBC is like really pushing the game. And I really, I really do appreciate that. Oh, also, by the way, because we we're talking about the fact that um, that Grant Cole is our favorite, favorite Texan, I just want to make sure that, that we're clear that our favorite, our favorite Californian turn Arizonan is Aaron Castro. So I just want to make that clear right now. <laughs> Wait, is it Californian turn Arizonan or is it Arizonan turn Californian? I always get those two confused. It's Californian turn Arizonan. See, only I of four is paying attention. <laughs> Good job, Victor. But uh, so I'm looking at the ESPN and they only have Army versus Iona on Saturday. So I wonder mm-hmm. what's up with the top 14 rights. I've sent in a query. I have not gotten a response. But I know, I know, I know a query. A query? A query? Yes. A question. Mean inquiry? A query. Is it, is, is it a query? Okay. An inquiry and a query are similar, but different things. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But, well, um, English is my second language, so anyway, I'm, I'm wrong. So it's cool. <laughs> query. Question. It's yeah. good. Um, it's good. Okay. So Army versus Iona is on at uh, 11 if you want to watch that on Saturday. but um, On TV or, or just streaming? On just streaming. Yeah. yeah. Watch it, guys. Iona is really good. available on just streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, oh, also, if you, everyone pays attention to Alex Corbs, um, there's going to be three matches that are live, uh, one of which that are live on NBCSN, two of them. And then Ireland, I think he said Ireland versus England will be live on the Peacock. What? On the flagship. On NBC, on NBC on itself. NBC. Ooh, at like 3 o'clock in the morning? or uh, Well, like 3 o'clock for me. I don't know about you guys. Well, the, I think uh, I think he said that there are going to be three rounds on TV and two from each um, available. I don't know if that's what you just said. My computer just blacked out. Well, I, I know that it was at least three matches. It might be more. I don't know. He I, said it was, it was two from each round. Oh, that's... One, two, rounds one, two, and five. Rounds three and four um, were not... They're winter only Olympics. available through gold because of the Winter Olympics, yeah. which, I mean, they could still make them basically for free or at least through regular NBC sports rather than have it gold, but I, I'm not – I don't really care at all. Uh, it's a very fair deal. It's a very good deal. But one, two, and five, two matches each are going to be live on TV. I just remember paying through the nose for BN Sports uh, back when I had DirecTV, and they owned the rights for the Six Nations, and it was never on. Like ever, I I don't. Uh, you had to like go to a bar that had the pay per view for it. I didn't understand. Like they must have VPN or something. You're wasting your money. Yeah, I was. It was yeah. like it was like two hundred extra bucks for a year. Wow, the Six Nations for BN. 
Oh, okay. And been previously on the rights for the last for Six Nations yeah. the last three years. So. Why else would you want it? They have some rugby there otherwise, don't they? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, so sounds like this is a good deal then. Yeah, going forward to have NBC it's, involved. It's legit. Yeah. Um, so, well, and honestly, from NBC's perspective, they can uh, kind of sort of like they've done with the Olympics. It, they they can grab hold of this and be the the last word in you know rugby for the United States. And uh, as the as the sport grows, I think they can really do a good job uh, fostering that and uh, increasing viewership. Hopefully, so I would love to see a game. You know, even if it's not in prime time, just uh, on the flagship. Even during the day, uh, that would be amazing to be able to just tune in and watch on my local NBC affiliate here in town uh, actually see rugby live. That'd be crazy. Or, you know, even tape delayed. I'd take that. So, uh, you know, I know when we were watching the Olympics and uh, they're having the sevens, uh, a lot of that times that was delayed and it was still great to see it on TV. So, yeah, it was a. Uh... I've heard a lot of complaints about NBC, especially from people who watch the Premier League, the the soccer, um, and all the reviews of NBC Gold's app were like one star and just saying how terrible it was and it just would would stop working all of a sudden. Um, I've had nothing, no issues at all with them so far. Um, I think rugby seems people, good. Yeah, rugby seems fine, which is good. I don't care about soccer. I actually really hate the sport, but um, I'm really yeah. Um, as long as rugby works, that's all I care in life, really. It's as simple as that. As soon as they start, as soon as they stop working, I'm going to be pitchforks and torches, and then... Hey, you're paying customer. You have that right. Yeah, exactly. So, um... So I think it's a good time to uh, hit on uh, one of these rumors that have been floating around for a while. Speaking of uh, professional rugby, uh, Aaron, <laughs> what did you see this week coming oh, off man. of the uh, rugby subreddit? So on the USAR subreddit, it's there, um, a guy stated that there was going to be a super rugby match promoted by AEG. He didn't cite a source. Supposedly it'll be, uh, I think he said two South African teams, uh, Previously, sources have stated the Stormers are backing. We're going to back the Minneapolis Tornadoes LLC, and well, they pulled their money from there and shifted over to a San Diego team that has yet to announce everything because you know they're just getting spun up. But no cited sources. Um, you know, uh, so it's going to happen. I, I guess guaranteed. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It was on Reddit. It has to be real. Has to be. Real. It's real. I mean, it's on Reddit, right? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It'd be awesome to, to see it happen. But I'm, we're, I'm just making this very clear. There's no source. This is a hundred percent rumor, spicy rumor coming through, and there was just nothing behind it, yeah. other than someone who may be in the know. Maybe he is the head of AEG Rugby. I don't know. We don't know that. <laughs> Well, uh, one of the things we kind of do look look for, even when we are um, dealing with stuff that seems fantastical, is if it's a source we trust, um, you know, we're maybe more inclined to believe it. And I just, I don't know much about this source. So I, I don't know if we can say this is definitive or not. Do any of you guys know, has there, uh, has the U.S. ever hosted a uh, Super Rugby match? Have they played I here before? I think so. 
Super rugby specifically? Rugby I don't know. In the United States. As far as I know, it has never happened in the States. They've hosted Super Rugby Nations before, like New Zealand and stuff, but never, from my knowledge, a Super Rugby specific team. Um, I mean, it does make perfect sense if it was the Stormers, because if they do have their San Diego franchise, they're going to say, hey, let's try and build up some rugby sensation and then also tie in that there's this other league going on. I don't know how that works, but I mean, also it makes sense to have it in San Diego because you have a large contingency of South Africans, white South Africans that live in in that area. So it makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, when it comes to super that like, just like with the pro now 14, there's been rumors about a super franchise coming to America for you know going on a decade yeah so ag also owns the um the so- the la galaxy's soccer field so it could happen there you never know uh, yeah Ooh, a good deal there i'm just yeah. adding more to the rumor man <laughs> i'm just gonna take a real wait and see approach on this one um, um yeah maybe maybe uh, we'll get a call from uh dan over at ag and uh, he'll fill us in not yeah, me. maybe maybe he'll come. Maybe you know the the captain will you know drop me an email and say why the heck did you talk about this? But I was like, <laughs> hey, unverified rumor right there. Now going into another rumor that was dropped in our DMs, which I found on Facebook. Um, so it's out. I don't know if you know the T's and the I's are crossed on this or not. Um. But Houston versus Capital Rugby Union selects. It's you know on, it's currently on the Capital Rugby Union uh, open Facebook group, and there's about 15 comments on it. So you know people are talking about it. People are excited. However, the last time the Capital Rugby Union selects uh, formed and played, they were on the wrong side of the score sheet. So. Just to banter on. Yeah. So yeah, somebody's gonna have to tell me a little bit about this this group or this outfit, uh, Capital Rugby Union. Um. So, so what's, uh, what's their deal? So Northern Virginia and Washington D.C. and I think Maryland. Most likely. Form, Maryland form. Let me look this up. They form the Capital Rugby Union, so they're an SRO. Well, it makes sense because that's already in the M- MDVA area plus Washington, D.C., which is sure between Maryland and Virginia. So it makes sense that you have those two places in the District of Columbia as a union, at least in my opinion. Um, yeah, so it's basically the geographic union for the D.C. area. Um, and someone posted on there, no, I actually pulled it up. Um, saying that the select side will be taking on the Houston Strikers of Major League Rugby in an exhibition match at Constellation Field in Houston. The match will take place on Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. So it wouldn't be the first match. It would probably be the, the third match if there was one. But, I mean, we don't know exactly how true this is, but someone made up this, this whole thing and posted it. So, yeah. it's a So it's up. It's out there. Um, yeah, it looks like the person who posted may actually be pretty involved with Capital Rugby. I don't know if that's true. Um, but this was actually sent to us by by someone, so it was kind of weird how it was like a screen grab, basically. But 
Shout out to them for actually sending it to us. I can't remember who it is, though. Um, hang on. I don't know. Uh, no. Uh, but this is this is exciting. This is further development from the Strikers. Um, we're starting to see those exhibition games come about, and uh, I, I for one, am thrilled. I think anytime you, we, we can get these rumors going, get that hype hype train rolling on the track. Uh, that's that's good for the Strikers, and that's good for the the league. So, I'm all about it. This is this is exciting stuff. Can't wait to hear who who else are going to be playing here uh, in the next few months. So. Plus, if you uh, if you think about it, all the people who are on the capital selects or or whatever, um, they would be potential MLR players because they would be, you know, theoretically at least the best players from that geographic location. So, you never know. Guys mm. out there. And by the way, guys, speaking of the area of NDVA. Um, uh, actually, a couple of days ago on our Instagram, you're full of dirt. Um, I got an, a very interesting person following us now on Instagram, a gentleman with the name of Ryan Burrows. He is a rugby league player that plays for the USA Hawks. He's now following oh. us on Instagram. I got the chance to talk to him through a direct message. I sent him a couple of pictures of some jerseys that I have with his name in the back. He was overblown and saying, oh my God, bro, thank you. I appreciate the support. So him and I talked a little bit and I said to him, hey, Ryan, once you're done with this uh, 13 stint, I'll be waiting for you at 15s, bro. He just laughed his ass off and said, okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> so, of my figures, he's from, uh, he's from Northern Virginia. He just played for the Northern Virginia Eagles out of the USA Rugby League. So that's always why I mentioned him. So obviously, shout outs to Ryan if he ever listens to the, uh, this and obviously best of luck at the Rugby League World Cup coming up at the end of the month. Yeah. You're full of dirt recruiting one player at a time. That's so, right. Was it? Uh, I just looked at Capital Rugby Union. Yeah. So it's Virginia, DC, and Maryland. Boom. Told you. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so there's, nailed it. Makes um, sense. Told you. MTVA. <laughs> DMV, man. <laughs> <laughs> we say hey, we say NDVA, and when I see and when I say we, I say we Smash Bros players. We say MDVA to refer to that region. You, I don't play. It's yeah, okay. I, I, it's, I, I, it's, it's, it's video games. It's okay, guys. I not only just do rugby and geography. I also do video games. Super Smash Bros. <laughs> the uh, we'll follow up on the video game podcast is on Fridays. Exactly, guys. Yeah. Victor is a busy, busy man. Yes, I am, guys. Keep in mind, guys. Super Smash Bros. Melee, Fox only, Final Destination, no items. That's the best. That's a, that's the way you play. All right. Plus, uh, he's got a live stream channel on uh, YouTube that is just him cutting carrots. True, <laughs> <laughs> man. You're dead. And grating. And grating carrots. Cutting them, grating them carrots. You mind that? Chopping up carrots. Oh, yeah. It's after midnight so, on the East Coast. I think we're getting a little weird. Oh, wow, it is. Actually, I, just, I was actually, while you guys were talking about chopping carrots, um, I saw that, that that post that we just mentioned was actually posted by the director of high performance from the Capital Rugby Union. Oh, wow. So it wasn't just a random person who's like, hey, look ah. at this. I'm posting this. It was... 
Ah, so it's the uh, it's the selector. Yeah, I guess it is the, the selector, and maybe that's why he posted it because it's telling people, "Hey, by the way, there's this game coming up." Just so you know, but not actually advertising it anywhere else. Yeah. So that's there. All right. All right, guys. So what do you say we take some questions from Bob? Let's go. This week, uh, Sneaky Worm checked in to uh, send us a few questions. We're going to start up north, and uh, Sneaky Worm wants to know, if there is a Canadian team in 2019 or 2020, uh, will there be a mass exodus of Canadian players from existing MLR sides uh, heading back up north? Um, No. I, I think these guys are trying to escape the snow. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there'd be a huge exodus. I mean, I think that um, if the Vancouver and Toronto teams both come through, and those seem to be the two hubs of rugby in Canada or Canada, um, it seems like people will probably stay there. I mean, at least to play with their teammates. I mean, it makes sense if you're already in the area; it's local, um, and you want to play with your national team. What, what are the What's the Canadian team called? Because we're the, the Eagles. Canucks. Uh, Le Rouge. Are they actually the Rouge? The nah, nah, no, no one calls it Rouge. The, the, the Le Rouge, the Reds. The official <laughs> name, whether or not people actually, I don't know. No, no it's the Canucks or the Maple Leafs. A, no? Uh, no, the Maple Leafs are the second side. No. Right, so the Canadian yeah. national team, we'll just refer to them as that. Okay, so Canucks, yeah. Canucks is the English nickname, and Le Rouge is the French nickname. Okay. Stuff in your two languages. Okay. Okay. okay, Quebec people. Okay. Hey, Aaron, you may want to check your phone because I think Brian Ray is calling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you give him my number? <laughs> Bastige. Bastige. Getting a call from New Brunswick. <laughs> oh, okay, so. so, anyways, guys, so answer the question real quick. Um, I agree with with everyone else. No, I don't think we'll get an exodus of players going back north. It would be cool to get a couple of of the ones that we already know down in Ola and Seattle. But no, I, what I want is an exodus of Canadians from Europe coming back to North America. And I already talked about this before when Brian was on. That's what I personally want. Good deal. Very good. Uh, the other thing Sneaky Worm asked us about was uh, whether there was any word on the length of contracts for players in MLR. So uh, anybody hear anything on this? I, no, I got nothing. But Brian Ray, our friend in America's Rugby News, um, seems to think they're only going to be year-long deals and no transfer fees. However, I'm inclined to believe that these are uh, at least, you know, one to two year deals, but have team options on the back end. And I would, I would think that they put transfer fees on there because, you know, they're finding and developing the players and, you know, rumor has it that the PRP is going to contract their players as well. And they will, you know, that are ready to go with world rugby regulation four so that they can get some money back. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, all my information's really from Brian Ray, at least what he believes uh, to be the contract length. Um, but the league is also brand new, so it's not in, I guess, the biggest position to offer certain people or, or demand from certain players. Obviously, a lot of these players um, 
have not played too much overseas or professionally before, so I may just have backtracked on everything I just said two seconds ago. But um, you know, I think one or two years really. I, I don't see there's really not going to be any long term contracts. I don't see that happening at all. You know, I doubt there'll be three or four years, but I think it'd just be one or two, maybe three years to begin with, just because it's a brand new league. Um, I can definitely see a lot of players getting an opportunity overseas after the first year, just like what happened with Pro. Um, There's some good names out there who jump ship. Um, so, I think as a new league, it makes sense just to have the contracts being just one year, and then later on, if things get better and continue on, just to extend those. But yeah, but I'm expecting that with MLR on earning a couple of new players like Pro did, we're going to get a couple of, um, let's say, like for example, Langi Langi Halpakuis or David Tamala, who's coming out of the league and transitioning either to the United Kingdom or France. There's also the chance that they may sign a player thinking that they're good, but they've never really truly seen them before because there's not too many ways to really watch them. And it turns out that they're trash compared to the rest of the league, um, pretty lightly. So they may not want to lock themselves in too long with some of these players, um, especially because um, money is also an issue. They don't want to be stuck in with a long-term contract with a player and the player's really not worth the money and you're just kind of wasting money that you don't really have to waste. By the way, guys, speaking only... of Langi Langi, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, since I mentioned Langi Langi, how Bakui can please someone sign that man? We need the man playing again. Seriously, because someone sign Langi Langi, how Bakui, especially if San Diego is going to have a team. Can you bring that guy, please? Thank you. I was going to say, uh, the only exception to that, I would think, would be uh, overseas professionals that are coming here to kind of bolster the teams. And I know that's something that uh, Pro did to some pretty good effect. And I know that several of the teams have, have, done, have invested in overseas players as well. So from a developmental standpoint and, you know, for a prestige standpoint, I think it's valuable to have some of these overseas professionals and lock them down for an extended period of time because, you know, let's say, you know, strikers or whoever, uh, they've got somebody that is just outstanding and, uh, you know, is a prestigious player in his own right who uh, comes over here to play. It would be good to know that you're going to be able to have him locked down for two, even three years potentially to really build that base up and start to build a fan, a fan base for, for your outfit. So I think, I think that would be one exception where I it could be the, valuable. The, definitely the, uh, the overseas players are going to have more than one year deals just to, you know, secure those visas, especially with the way uh, the visa processing is currently going right now so that's true now i know when we were discussing uh this topic on uh our subreddit uh dan you had brought up the question about whether uh canadians would be counted as international players and whether they would be limited in mlr to how many could play on a team do you guys have any thoughts on that um well if uh if there's going to be a Canadian team in 2019 or even two Canadian teams in 2019 and, you know, the communications with the union are going, speaking of the uh, chair of the 
of Rugby Canada follows us on Twitter. So, point that out. Um, yeah, uh, I I would say no. At least I'd hope not. Because, but what I really want to see is Americans go play in the North, and a bunch of Canadians come down here, and you know, there just be an exchange of ideas and players. Well, guys, in more sports here in North, in well, North America, counting Canada, USA, when there's a Canadian team involved, usually Canadian players are not counted uh, towards internationals. It, it, it is a case in Major League Soccer. I Baseball, obviously, is completely different. Basketball, I don't think so. And I guess in ice hockey, you got teams where everyone's Canadian. You got like three Americans, and that's super stupid. But, um, but yeah, but when it comes to soccer and, and rugby, I would assume – if MLR follows MLS, Canadian players should not be counted as internationals. So will not be counted as internationals. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't make sense. And this is my question, so I don't have any answer, obviously, but I can just ramble incoherently for the next couple of minutes. Um, it's, it makes it. sense. Yeah, do it. It makes sense not to place a limit on the Canadians for a couple of reasons. Um, the one biggest reason that would be best suited for MLR is the plan is to have at least two more teams coming from Canada. So if they want this to be beneficial for the league, they want there to be as many good players coming from where the league is played. You know, having, you know, English or Australian, that's different because we're not going to have clubs based there. It just doesn't make sense. But we have clubs based here basically in North America. It doesn't make sense to limit North Americans as part of the team. Um, it's, it's just kind of stupid if you want to. I mean, Canadians are basically Americans, but it's a little weirder. So I don't see the difference, really. You heard it here first, folks. Which is the reason why they count Mexican players in MLS and not Canadians, because since they speak English as a first language, you count Mexicans. Yeah. Canadians can sneak in. They can pretend to be Americans. Well, Mexicans do if they're in the South. Right, Aaron? <laughs> True. Well, you know. have Mexicans. So you, well, of course, you have Mexican, Aaron. Of course. Tu gente. You need to agree. <laughs> <laughs> My people. But, uh, yeah. And then we got, we got uh, our favorite questioner. Yes, the one I can't pronounce. Ayul. Ayul. Tell us how to pronounce it phonetically, please. Yeah. I would be fantastic. Just instant message us or something. You will use AOL Messenger. (laughs) Aim. 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 Rest in peace. Still there. (laughs) No one uses it though. Just for a couple more days. Is it is it going down or is it just going to be unsupported? Uh, No, they're just getting rid of it. Oh, yanking it. It's going away. MySpace. So so. I still have a MySpace page. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I haven't logged in in a decade, but uh, I'm still sure there. this, but I haven't, yeah, touched it in 10 years. <laughs> At any rate, Ayul is curious. Why don't you guys promote the podcast more? Why don't you post uh, episodes on our rugby union or over at uh, tier2rugby.com? So... so yeah, I, so I've got a long what, answer. What's wrong? What the hell is wrong with us? Honest uh, to God. So uh, we promote, uh, you know, the podcast in multiple locations. Uh, 
We're on the opening kick either every Wednesday or every Thursday uh, for this America rugby. And uh, then I post uh, the link uh, for the live show usually before we go live into uh, two Facebook groups whose total membership combined is over 20,000. Um, I guess I'll, you know, Dan or I or Victor will start pushing the link in uh, our rugby union. But if it's not really European or super rugby centric, things tend to get drowned out except for the, the, well, we'll talk about that one. But um, I guess I'll, but tier two rugby, which I'm a member on, you can see me at the Strobro. Uh, I post a lot in the USA rugby uh, thread. And uh, I, there's only 708 members of tier two rugby. I mean, great discussions, but I, yeah. Yeah. I'm also personally, I'm also just kind of lazy. Um, I have a lot of good ideas and I say, we should do this. Or at least I think they're good ideas, but then um, I don't actually do anything about it. So that's just, I mean, that's just me, but we're also new to this. So we're, we're taking it step by step. It's, well, I don't check out tier two rugby forums much. I do check out the website whenever they put something, which is not very often. But um, but I mean, I, I will go and post a little more if it makes you or you uh, happier. So I have no problem with that. Um, now, when it comes to the rugby union tab on Reddit, um, I cannot say that if it's not European or Super Rugby really, people don't bother to check it out because when Pro Rugby was last year. I remember seeing a lot of people from Europe, from South Africa, Australia, and New Zealand watching those, those live streams on YouTube. So I, I don't know. When MLR comes out, who knows? It might be the same like it was with Pro Rugby. Yeah, I think I think once that's that's true. I think once it actually happens, people will get kind of excited on there. Um, I think this is actually something we want to transition to, which works well, is that um, the Seattle Seawolves – made a Seattle Seawolves specific subreddit and then actually posted on the rugby union Reddit page, just saying, um, announcing professional rugby in Seattle or something like that. There's the sounded kind of nice. And it, it kind of actually got a lot of people on there who were like, well, this is actually kind of awesome. Uh, rugby in Seattle. I love Seattle, but most of them were Europeans or foreigners for the most part. Um, but overall they, they seemed really receptive to the idea. They're like, what is this? What is this league? Isn't there already a team there? Don't will it conflict with the Saracens? And then a lot of people on the MLR subreddit basically just jumped in to try and answer some questions too. So it's kind of funny seeing a lot of people on there. There was uh, it was a it was there was some good banter in there. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, like I know that every MLS team has their own subreddit, and I know like NFL teams have their own subreddit, and I know there, there's only 500 people that we've got five we've built up from zero to 500 about 500 now in you know six months for our mlr and it's like really active whereas the usar subreddit has about 2,000 subs and it's not active at all but uh you know i i don't see the point for the moment but I could definitely see the point in a couple, like a year, a couple, maybe next year or the year after, but not, you know, we haven't even played a match yet. People are just excited to talk about it, I guess. 
they want they want a place to talk. There's really no other place to talk about um, MLR other than like Twitter because first of all, the league doesn't really exist yet. That's really the first part. There hasn't been a single game. Uh, we don't even know where the first preseason game will be. So that's the first part. Um, so we really have to take it from, I completely lost my train of thought. I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, I had something good going. Completely lost it there. Um, it's all good, man. I'll just offer no, it to I, someone else now. <laughs> well, Corey almost shut the shut the Reddit down. I, I did. Uh, that was <laughs> because uh, once we had that discussion over on Rugby Union, uh, somebody pointed out that we were kind of breaking up our audience and we should just post all the MLR stuff over to the uh, Rugby Union subreddit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I totally see their point. I mean, we only have 500 people. Uh, you know, granted, we're one of one of the most active, certainly the most active American uh, rugby community. But, uh, yeah, that doesn't mean much. I can go ahead and trash that and just uh, switch over to Union and post, post all the junk right there. That, that won't get lost or anything. I'm I'm trying this new thing called sarcasm. I'm not sure if I'm doing it right because we don't actually have that in the Midwest. <laughs> You're doing but, great. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying. No, great. you know, not not to not to get too Papa Bear on you, but you know, uh, MLR uh, rugby or ML rugby is kind of my my baby, and uh, I'm really proud of where we've come and. Uh, I think we're going to have to do something special on the pod when we finally hit that 500th member. Where I think tonight we're at 489, so we're 11 people away from 500. Free That's half a thousand. You got a free uh, MLR jersey. Does anyone actually have one? Aaron, what's what's that you're wearing there? Is that a Utah oh. Warriors jersey? That'd be nice to give away. Uh, uh, well, no. I, I rightfully earned this. By like tagging uh, seven people or something like that? I tagged eight people and two eagles. So so stay tuned. Hopefully we'll uh, have some giveaways <laughs> sooner rather than later. Uh, maybe we can uh, track down some MLR swag or something to give away on air. Uh, we'll, may, we'll have some sort of contest. We'll come up with something fun or maybe we'll do it. Twitter contest or what we Reddit need to do contest. is uh, when you know we when we get that YouTube money, make you full of dirt shirts. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Everyone's gonna want that. <laughs> All right, guys. Any parting thoughts for the evening? Yeah, let me grab some right there, guys. So first of all. Thank you guys for joining us on the live stream of Earful of Dirt. Pleasure to have you. As I usually always say when my computer is not letting me down, which I didn't do today, which is great. Subscribe to our channel and YouTube called Earful of Dirt Fancast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, as I mentioned. Posting pictures uh, every day, trying to get the content going. So obviously, it makes it work for you guys following us. Of course, add our podcast to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Player FM. Hopefully, all those are working. And you're not going to text me telling me that one of them is not like an episode's not on. And I had to tell Corey about it because I know that annoys him a little bit. Obviously, leave us a review. As Aaron said last week and the, and the week after before that. Oh, yeah, before that, um, five starts, get a shout-out. Please do that. Of course, also call us at our phone number, which is one seven two zero six zero zero two six seven nine. Again, that's one 
720-600-2679 to leave us a voicemail so we can obviously put up on the show and obviously join us on our live streams uh, every Monday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. With all that said, let me put that to someone else who wants to say anything else before we go. It's a great show, guys. Um, I will uh, see you on the boards. See ya. Good night. Connect with Earful of Dirt anytime. We're on Facebook and Twitter as Earful of Dirt. You can email us at earfulofdirt at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 720-600-2679. Until next time, for Aaron, Dan, and Victor, I'm Corey. Thanks for joining us. 